Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 134. Today, I want to answer the question that I am being asked over and over again since the United States election of 2020. There is more discouragement than I have heard in years, maybe in my Christian life, about the times in which we're living. And I have a word for all of us. Be encouraged. God is on his throne. Nothing is out of his control. And I want to share with you today some scriptures and some scripture stories that will help you to get a perspective. We all need wisdom during this time. The psalmist said, teach us to number our days that we might apply our hearts to wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is looking at life from God's perspective, from up above. Many of you have heard me tell the story of my grandmother quilting and the quilting parties that she had with her friends. The ladies would come in, the neighbors would from time to time, and during the winter months when the crops were laid by, the frame would be put up in our living room, the quilting frame, and a lady or two would sit at each one of the sides. There was a north, south, east, and west, four different sides, and they would start in the middle in a very short square and compact square, and they would work their way out as they quilted beautiful quilt. As a little boy, when they would take a break, I would crawl under there and would just lie down on my back and look up at the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of strings that just seemed to be put in at random, all different colors, like a variegated thread. It was a variegated patchwork underneath there, and it was just chaos. It was strings hanging down everywhere. And I can remember getting up and standing up on the bed as a boy and getting a better perspective. It seemed like I was 10 feet tall, and I looked down on that quilt, and it was a beautiful star. The ladies had a pattern that they were going by. They knew what they were doing, and they knew where they were going. They knew with each stitch and each thread that they put into that quilt that it had purpose, it had meaning, because they were following a design that the one who made the pattern had laid out. Now, I want to say to you, that's where we are. We're lying on flat on our backs now, looking at chaos and strings hanging down everywhere, and it's hard to get perspective. And so what we need to do is we need to stand up somewhere where we can get a better perspective, a view from above. That's God's perspective. And we'll see that there's a beautiful pattern to all that God's doing. It doesn't matter who we are, what age we are. Sometimes we can lose perspective and God has to rearrange our thinking. And he has to remind us of what is important. And so I want to remind you of some of those things today as we think about the chaotic times in which we're living. 
I know some of you are disappointed about the election and you think all is lost. Oh, friend, please understand. Not all is lost. We need to be encouraged. And I'll give you a reason why. In the book of Daniel chapter 2, as you know, Daniel and the entire nation had been taken into captivity. Yes, they had been taken off out of their homeland, out of the land of promise that God had promised to Abraham and to Isaac and Jacob. And the people had sinned. They had sinned not once or twice, but for hundreds of years, they had gone against the God who loved them. They had disobeyed him. He had disciplined them and then shown them mercy and had granted them repentance and all of the different cycles that they went through. And now almost a thousand years from the time, certainly 800 years from the time that they went in to the land of promise, they were being cast out and they were in exile. And Daniel had been castrated. Now think about it, a young man. He had been made a eunuch. He had been castrated so he could never bear children. No one would ever know of his name and his legacy. I would say that was pretty disheartening. But here he was in a foreign land, and he didn't give up hope. Why? Because he was looking at life from God's perspective. God had given him wisdom. And so he made the most out of what the situation was. The same thing was true for those who were in the captivity in the lowlands of Mesopotamia. Jeremiah wrote a letter and said, pray for the country where you're living. Pray for the city where you're living. Pray for the leaders where you are living, because if your land is in peace and uh, your city is in peace, then you will be in peace. And so he said, assimilate, work your way in and be salt and light is the way Jesus would say it. And so Daniel answered to the king. Now, this was not a democracy. It was not a constitutional republic. They had not had the privilege of doing that. They were living under kings, good or bad. And uh, Israel had had its share of bad kings. So this is what Daniel was summoned to do. He was called in before the king, and here's what he said. Daniel answered and said, Now, this was to Nebuchadnezzar, who was not an easy man to get along with. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. Listen to this. He changes times and the seasons. He changes the times and the seasons. He orders the universe is what he's saying. He moves and removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Did you hear that line? It's the inspired word of God. He changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and he raises up kings. God is ultimately in control. So I want to share just a few things with you that hopefully will stick in your heart and mind. First of all, government must never determine our walk with God and must never determine our joy. Whoever is ruling We know that we serve a king, and our citizenship, according to the Apostle Paul, is not on the earth, even though we do have an earthly citizenship and obligations and responsibilities. Our ultimate citizenship and alliance and true devotion is to the God of heaven. So this world is not our home. 
were really sojourners and pilgrims and strangers. And so government and who is governing must never determine our walk with God and whether we're going to be faithful or whether we're going to have joy or whether we're going to have peace because peace and joy and love are not based upon outward circumstances, but rather on an inward walk and relationship with God. And so government must never determine our walk with God. And whatever form of government there is, there are always going to be those who are going to walk with God and be faithful. Now, sometimes it might seem that we're alone and that everything is going against us. What about Elijah? He had just fought the prophets of Baal, and he had brought Israel to a great decision. If God be God, let's serve him. If Baal is God, then let's serve the Baalim. But indeed, Israel chose and made the right choice. But after Elijah standing before the thousands of Israel, he cowered before a woman who threatened him. And he ran away to the desert. And when he got into the desert, he crawled under a juniper tree and began to ask God to take his life, saying and whining, I'm the only one who's faithfully serving you. And God, in his great mercy, fed him, let him have a rest, fed him, let him have a rest, fed him, let him have a rest. And then he said, now get up from there. I have 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to Baal. You're not alone. After all, if you have me, you're in the majority. But he said, I've got a lot out there who have never kissed the bells, literally is what it means, have not bowed their knee. The word is kissed. They had not kissed the bells. They had not shown devotion. And so whatever the form of government is, understand God's always going to have a people. God doesn't have to use followers of Jesus, and God doesn't have to use men and women who believe in God to accomplish His purposes. Look down through the annals of history, not just biblical history, but down through the annals of history, but certainly in biblical history. Look at all of those people that God used to accomplish His will who were not devoted to Him. And how many times have we seen this in our own lives? All we have to do is look around, and many of the ones that God has used to accomplish his great purposes have not been godly men. They've been ungodly men. But as one great man of God said, D.L. Moody, when God is in it, any old bush will do. And that's uh, certainly the case. And God used Cyrus. God used Nebuchadnezzar. God has used so many down through the ages to accomplish his will because God can use anybody. Often I have prayed with people and they've said, oh, pastor, I'm so grateful that my surgeon is a Christian. I just wouldn't want to go under the knife with anyone who wasn't a Christian. Well, I understand that sentiment, but let me just tell you, the most important thing that I look for in a surgeon is not whether they're a believer or not, but whether they're a good surgeon. And whether they have a good track record. Because you see, God can use anybody. God can use the hands of a lost man just like he can a saved. It's just easier to use the hands of a willing servant. But God can do whatever he wants to. Remember, God not only rules, but God overrules. And it may be that through the midst of all the things that ungodly rulers go through, that they see a difference in the lives of those that they persecute. So don't worry about these days. Listen, God is in control. Be encouraged. This world is not our home. And this is a good time to take some inventory to realize that sometimes we can get caught up and get so familiar and settled in this world that we don't even want to go home. 
But I can tell you, every day that passes, heaven is going to look sweeter to me because it does. And more of my friends are going home. And it may be just because I'm getting older, but I think in some ways I'm getting wiser because I know that the only reason God's leaving me here is to accomplish his will. I want to just close this podcast with a song that no one ever has really known who wrote it. Some say that a man by the name of Barney Elliott Warren wrote it. It first appeared about 1911 and was a favorite and really a staple in the Stamps-Baxter old paperback hymnals that were used so much throughout the United States, but especially in the Midwest and the Southern United States. And it goes something like this, tempted and tried, were oft made to wonder. Why it should be thus all the day long, while there are others living about us, never molested though in the wrong. Father along, we'll know more about it. Father along, we'll understand why. Cheer up, my brother. Live in the sunshine. We'll understand it all by and by. Now, folks, the things that keeps me going, the things that will keep you going are the things that are eternal, the things that are supernatural, not the things that are mundane, not the things that are natural. My sweet grandmother used to sing a couple of songs, and she sang all the time, all the hardships she had, rearing her own family alone, and then as a single mother, and then as a single grandmother, rearing three boys that she never asked for, but that she took in, my two brothers and I. And I would hear her sing many times, and as she got older, her voice would crack. She had two songs that she would sing over and over again, and I remember hearing her sing those. One of those was the last time I ever heard her sing. Here's what she was singing. I remember her singing as she walked through the door from the kitchen where she had been cooking to come in and tell us that it was time for supper. And here's what she was singing as she was coming toward us. Her voice was cracking but she was singing it with everything that was within her. There is a land that is fairer than day, and by faith we can see it afar. For the Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place there. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. I'm living not for this world, but the world to come. And if God can use you and God can use me to brighten the day of someone else, share the wonderful message of redemption and the love of God in Jesus, if we can be salt and light in a dark and decaying world, then this life will be worth it and all that we suffer. To hear the Master say, well done, good and faithful servant. I pray this encourages you as you walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.